Downloading verbally connected. Welcome to verbally committed. Well, first of all, what kind of mythical powers does a sun devil have? We've got to consider that. Verbally? Yeah, yeah, you like that one? Let that one soak in for a minute. Committed. Well, what do you think? What kind of questions are? I mean, I'll answer your questions, not your insults. I'm not going to, so quit asking. What else do you want to know? See, I'm bitterly disappointed. Can't make that any more clear. Now, Connor Ryan and Mike Gilligan. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Verbally Committed, your college sports podcast with myself, Connor Ryan, Mike Gilligan. And for the first time, we have a guest, a uh, another couch guy sports blogger just like us. Fred O'Brien is joining us. Fred, what's going on? How are you? How are you guys doing tonight? Pleasure. Um, thanks for having me on. Really appreciate you guys taking the time to you know have me invest in your weekly podcast. I write for Couch Guy Sports once a week, sometimes twice, depending on my availability, covering the NFL. But I'm here tonight, you know, to discuss some college football. Hopefully we do get a season because we all know those college Saturdays start with some Bud Lights, placing a couple bets on your DraftKings or local, you know, online sportsbook and have a day with your friends. So we hope that can be a reality, you know, in just a couple months here. There you go. That's exactly right. We're doing a little love-hate episode here today of what teams we think will be good, what teams aren't going to really live up to potential. Uh, and like Fred said, support your local online uh, sports bookie or just your local in-person bookie. Um, not that we would have any sort of experience with that at all whatsoever. And by the way, he plugged Bud Light. I'll quickly plug Bush Light, the beer of choice here tonight. Uh, drinking Bush Light just makes it feel like it's a college football Saturday. Gilly, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Not much, not much. For for those of us uh, trying to uh, really uh, lighten it up in terms of uh, summer 2020, and I, I've got a truly here. Um, totally unintended. We did not plan all these uh, free drink ads. But yeah, yeah, no, right. I'm I'm just chilling over here. I'm pumped to get Fred on. I, I do have one question for Fred to, to lead off. Where are your allegiances? Do you, do you have a, like a, a go-to team here? Or I know because you're you're a northeastern guy, you're New Englander, right? So I know that we're kind of in a funky, um, funky spot in that regard. I'm a Rhode Island guy, so I um, I really don't have a have a team per se in the college football realm. I'm just a fan of the game as a whole. Yeah, for sure. I'd have to uh, piggyback off your answer there. Now, I don't have a favorite team. However, I do kind of not fall in love, but I cater to, you know, you hear about a top high school recruit, right? Then they go to university, start to make a name for themselves, get a shot at a Heisman run. I do pay close attention to the Elite 11, which is essentially, you know, it's a put together event by Trent Dilfer, where he starts with, you know, 75 to 100 college quarterbacks, and they run through, you know, workouts, seven on seven drills, you know, footwork drills, probably everything, you know, the college level is looking for in a quarterback. And they eventually break it down to 11. They have 100 of the top receivers, D-backs, running backs, and the quarterbacks really, you know, get throwing a random team at them. And, you know, they have a seven-on-seven uh, seven on seven, uh, tournament with the 11 QBs bracketed. I believe it's sub-elimination. You know, it's kind of, you know, see who's the top quarterback. I was able to see, you know, and follow Trevor Lawrence out of high school. I knew who he was before everyone was like, Who's this kid from, you know, Clemson that they're all calling Sunshine? And the next, you know, big prospects, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck and all that good stuff. So I do not have a favorite team, but I just love college football. You know, I'll watch every Saturday. I watch all the games, even if it's, you know, UTEP versus Texas A&M. You know, if it's, if it's football and it's on, I'm probably watching. Nice. 
So I'm the only miserable fuck here that has a team that, and unfortunately I root for the University of Nebraska, who's run on some really tough times here as of late. But still, five national championships. I will gladly live in the 1990s if that's what it takes. But uh, Fred, real quick, and then we'll get into everything else here. You mentioned you're on Couch Guy Sports. You write NFL uh, blogs for them, but also where can people follow you on social media? So my Twitter page is where you want to find me tweeting my sports opinion, fantasy football, uh, not on wood that we get it this year, um, as well as my weekly articles. And, you know, anything that I bring to the table, anything I have an opinion on, I put on that Twitter account. So it is at FOB Sports NFL. Once again, at FOB Sports NFL. Uh, follow me. I'll probably follow you back if you want, you know, my opinion on football stuff or you want to just check my articles out each and every week and enlighten yourself on maybe an NFL team that you don't follow or a topic of the NFL that you're you know, not too keen on. You want to get some information on just my opinion, which I'm sure no one really cares about it yet. But, hey, that's where you can find me, at NFL on Twitter. All right. That's where you can find Fred O'Brien joining us here today on Verbally Committed. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Verbally Committed. Uh, you can also, well, you used to be able to. That's kind of an issue we have right now. I'm not sure if we'll get it settled here soon or not, but uh, we are Twitter pirates because apparently our Twitter account has been like suspended, locked. We can't get into it. We did. We broke some sort of rule, and we are now in Twitter jail. But it's at verbally commit pod. Um, if you want to, if you like bandits, if you like the bad boys, that's us apparently on Twitter. So um, that's where you can find us. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, all the good stuff. Give us a subscription, rating, follow, whatever you do to make podcasts popular. That's what we're looking for. Let's get into some news here in the world of collegiate sports. We'll start with uh, kind of the thing on everybody's mind here. Coronavirus, it's uh, kind of taking its toll now in the, the college sports world because football teams and schools started having athletes report back. And with that, everyone getting together, we, we talked about it in weeks prior with Alabama having some positive tests, but now it's really coming out of the woodwork that uh, Clemson has uh, 23 people positive. I think 21 of those were on the football team. LSU now is up to 30 players. And, I mean, I guess my question is, I mean, maybe, and Fred's already talked about it. I mean, do we have a season? What is the season even going to look like here with everything going on in coronavirus world? Tough to say, honestly, right? I, I feel like the, the wheels will be in motion to, uh, to make a season happen, and it, it could kind of get a little, little dangerous in that aspect, and it might be one of those things where it's like it reaches the point where it's, it's too far and all of a sudden too many positive uh, cases or whatever, um, and then they have to kind of uh, cut the cord in the season. Uh, but one thing that I, I was kind of wondering recently um, was with such large rosters for college football teams, I wonder if there will be uh, kind of less of the, the, the walk-ons, the Rudy types, um, even just on the peripheral that aren't actually going to get much playing time. Is this a year that those types of uh, guys aren't even uh, on a team because it's just not worth um, the liability of having extra bodies that – are probably not going to be in the uh, the Saturday game plan. Is that that a fair kind of assumption? So yeah, great point, Gilly. You know those you know those rosters that carry you know a large amount of people, um, and you know this risk is real, and they want to get this season in. I mean, coaches will probably have no no issue slimming down that roster. You know, uh, obviously you need some depth at each and every position because injuries happen. Um, mm -hmm. positive tests will still happen, right? I mean, this thing is like wildfire. It catches you. It's not going anywhere. So um, I definitely think that's a possibility. I've never heard that spoken about, but that's a phenomenal point because cutting rosters, you're eliminating risks. The more people in your film room, the more people in your weight room, the more people, you know, 
and doing all your team activities, higher risk. So if you dumb that down, even by, you know, 20% per team, that's a hell of a lot of college players that, you know, won't be participating in events that can really increase their percentage. Even if it's a small increase, it can increase the percentage of having a season, which every coach wants to have, which every player on scholarship wants to have, right? Yeah, and I could definitely see the travel rosters uh, being trimmed down as, as well. So University of Iowa, they paused season ticket sales. Is that any doubts as to them having a season? Or in my uh, my day job is working for a minor league baseball team, so my director of ticketing brain took over. I think this is more just they don't know how many tickets they can sell yet because if you have to socially distance, only have a certain capacity. Um, I believe that's the issue. But does anyone else really think that maybe, maybe that's Iowa saying, yeah, let's hold on. Maybe we're not having a season. Um, they could just be pausing it because maybe they're optimistic about having a season. They're saying, hey, we're going to have a season, maybe no fans. Having a college football season without fans isn't crazy. On NFL Network, just tonight, they said, you know, who sponsors the events every Saturday? Though, you know, though, or Sunday, those seats would just be covered in a huge logo brand of that company name, who's, you know, marketing the material, covering ads, advertisement, all that, you know, big money that goes into these events, like Bush Light. Yeah, we're going to have a Bush Light sign across the 50 yard line. <laughs> Having a bad day, grab a Bush. Um, that's at Bush Light. You, could, you could, and that's their whole thing is like, they have like the Bush Light, their thing is like the Bush. So you could do like, you know, Bush on one and then just a bunch of H's all the way around the stadium. I mean, come get me, Bushlight. We're, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving you ideas here. We're just giving you free sponsorship. But no, one interesting thing though is, isn't with um, I think a lot of NFL teams, at least uh, in the Northeast area, I heard the the Patriots as well as the Giants. They're giving, they're being pretty um, kind of open to to different options for for season ticket holders, where you have the option to either kind of like hold tight with your 2020 tickets for right now, and they're kind of assuming you're going to be able to go to games, which again is probably, I don't know, it might be an unrealistic um, expectation at this point, or you can just defer to 2021 and not lose um, your seats and your spot and whatnot. So it is good. It's going to be really interesting, especially with uh, kind of more and more um, of these uh, college football teams to kind of have to make those decisions uh, independently here. Uh, let's see. The, the last news uh, I guess we have here tonight is I, I was listening to it the other day uh, during lunch. And I saw a lot of people get upset about Colin Cowherd, who was talking about college football. And he was talking about like the different tiers of collegiate <laughs> programs. And he said, basically, like when the t- these top teams are doing well, the sport is healthy. Like these are the teams, programs you want to go to. Then there was a tier two in terms of like championship and elite programs, a tier three, tier four, and it went on and on. But in tier one, he stated four programs, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and USC. He left out the likes of Clemson, LSU, Texas, Michigan, Florida, Miami, uh, Notre Dame. Uh, I mean, I guess what do you guys think about that? Is Cowherd uh, once again talking out of his ass or maybe does he have a point here that those are your top four programs in college football no matter what? So um, touching on the USC being a top four, I think that's, crazy but um usc up there i had a clemson i mean clemson yeah they're you know as of late they're really good um usc hasn't been relevant in in my opinion since what the mark sanchez days so um that's a pretty unique um take but that's calling that's kind of his bread and butter you know going against the norm which i respect but usc i mean i think he's swinging and missing but you can't go against you know what do you have the other three alabama 
What were the other two that he had? Those are those are spawned. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio State and Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oklahoma is the weird one for me to be honest. I you now see USC. I can understand. I mean, OJ Simpson, pa, Carson Palmer, Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush. I mean, they've had Keyshawn Johnson. You know, they they play in Los Angeles. I, I can understand that one. Oklahoma, to be honest, what's the difference between Oklahoma and a Texas or? Oklahoma and Michigan, Oklahoma and Notre Dame. That's I, I'm fine with the other three, but Oklahoma, to be honest, to me was the one where I was like, really, like recency bias. Sure, I mean, it, at the same time, not really. I, I didn't see Oklahoma as. I mean, they're respected, but I don't see them as just that much head and shoulders better than uh, the tier two teams that he mentioned. It's certainly different. I don't, like you said, he went against the grain. That's Colin Cowherd's deal, but um, I don't know. I, I thought maybe tier one could. Oklahoma's a little iffy to me. You know, it'd be nice, like, if he used, like, a, the last decade or, you know, because he's, he's probably one in his 50s, low 60s. I mean, he's been around a lot longer than us. I was going to say, my issue with Cowherd is, like, during college football season, he does the uh, – he'll talk about every team or every conference. He's like, look, I watch a ton of Pac-12 football, okay? So when I talk to you about Utah, I know what I'm talking about. But then the next day, he's like, guys, look. I watch so much ACC football, it's unbelievable. So when I say that Virginia Tech has a chance this weekend, believe me, I'm like, dude, you, you can't say you watch every single conference. I get it. Not everybody's listening or paying attention, so when you, it makes you sound smart. Like, But it, that's my issue with Cowherd. I think he just kind of – he's a headline reader when it comes to college football. He relies on what other people tell him. I don't think he's – he goes to, like, Nevada to ski half the time. He doesn't actually – sit around and watch college football every weekend. Give me a break, Colin. I've seen him post some photos. I don't think he's watching right. there. He's hanging no. in the hot tub, probably having a couple of beers, but. Give a beer. Bush light. <laughs> so uh, let, let's go on to our, uh, our main topic here tonight. Teams we love and teams we hate. So let, let's break this down just real quick. Um, like Fred mentioned earlier, it's not exactly teams that we like love in our hearts or teams that we hate because they're our rivals. I, I told my wife the topic of this conversation, and then she goes, oh, so you're picking like Texas, Iowa, Wisconsin. I'm like, no, not them, because she thought it meant like teams that I personally, as a Nebraska Cornhusker fan, hate, which, yes, I fucking hate those three teams as much as anyone else. But uh, we're going to go with teams that we don't think are going to perform to their level this year or teams that we think are going to maybe not break out, but play better than uh, what we expect. And we have their Vegas win totals here to back that up. We have some uh, reasons to go with it. So uh, I don't know who, who wants to start on this. Oh, you know what? Can I, can I go first here? I'm sorry to, I don't want to. Yeah. I, no. Fred are the formidable uh, college football uh, experts here. So I'm going to, all right, I'm going to go good. Go we with, can uh, tear yours to shreds. What do, we, do we want to start off happy or do again, we want to start is, off uh, sad double. and angry? Oh, I was going to start off happy. Who I love. Okay, yeah. Let's and do it. Let me just check their Vegas win total yep. really quick. All right. So I don't I don't necessarily uh, think that this is like a, a bet I would make in terms of like, okay, I think they're underrated um, in terms of the win total. But this is a team that I think has a better okay. chance to be in like the college football playoff conversation. Um, and I think that's Florida. I think the Gators are, are legit. Um, and I think that uh, they've got what it takes to really make a run. I like that one. I like Florida. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay. Sorry, right, I, got, I paused. Yeah, What's it was only I got nervous. No, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, keep going. We'll, we will let you know when we disagree. Um, another team that I think is interesting, uh, this is more of a betting perspective, uh, but I think TCU, I, six and a half wins to me 
um, as in terms of the over under there. I think that that's very attainable. I, I, I don't think they're going to be um, a top 10 team per se, um, but I, I like enough of what they did at the end of, uh, of last year. Um, and that's a team that I would, I would bet to, uh, um, to hit the over of six and a half wins. What do you guys think about that? Uh, five and seven last year for TCU. Uh, they start the year at Cal. They play Prairie Valley, who's nobody. SMU's kind of a tough team again. Um, Oklahoma State's really good. I mean, the Big 12, you have to play everybody. I guess it depends on where you have to go on the road in the Big 12. They have Oklahoma at home. They have Iowa State at home. They have uh, Texas on the road. Uh, it'd be interesting. I could see that old week one Cal game kind of being your swing game there. But, yeah, I could see I, I could see TCU. They lost a couple of close games last year. I could see them uh, being bowl eligible this year. Crazy news over right. TCU. I just had to look up. So Trevor Boinkin, right? I like that QB. Mobile guy, can run, can pass, you know, keep the offense alive in a broken play. I just looked up, you know, who's going to be the TCU quarterback, and I find out that Trevon Boinkin sent in prison because he hospitalized his girlfriend with a broken jaw. So um, for all you guys listening, Max do Duggan. not be like this young man. Whew. I don't expect to read that. What happened to that kid? He was pretty good. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. All right, TCU, I, I, I can't get on the bandwagon with you on that one, Gilly, but I'm okay with it. What do you got for number three? Number three, I'm going for uh, – I, I hope I'm not stealing anybody's here with these uh, kind of more mainstream oh, yeah. ones. You can steal. Um, we can all have – You might disagree with this one, I guess. Here, Michael. Okay. Is it Rutgers? You know <laughs> it's my idea, and I said it first. <laughs> it is not Rutgers. <laughs> they are off my list. I'll give you a little, little teaser to that. Um, but, no, I, I'm going Minnesota. I think the, uh, the Golden Gophers, Ooh. I think they're here to stay. Um, even in terms of uh, the win total – um, I think the, their over under was at nine. I think I would take the over there. I, I like it. I don't. I think they might have a chance to be in that conversation again of like almost like a college basketball equivalent to Gonzaga, where it's like, oh, they're right on the cusp of being in that that national champ conversation. Um, and, and maybe it's it's kind of their their time to to really get into the playoff this year. <sighs> yeah, I wanted to put Minnesota to be honest with you on my hate list because I was with you. I don't think they were going to be that same team from last year, but all they really lost, well, I shouldn't say all they really lost. They lost Antoine Winfield Jr. They're a really good safety. Um, they lost their their top wide receiver, who I, I can't remember his name exactly at the moment, um, but they still have P.J. Fleck. They still have their quarterback. They still have most of their offensive line, and their schedule is actually not that hard. They miss out on Ohio State. They miss out on Penn State. Uh, their toughest games this year, Iowa at home, at Wisconsin, which is a rivalry game anyways. So you, you could really – that one doesn't matter. And then they, they get Michigan at home. So I really wanted to put Minnesota in my my hate column. I really did, and I tried to find a reason. I can't find one. So um, I, they're not a love team for me, but they're just kind of – they're there, you know, and I think nine wins is certainly doable. Yeah, I haven't followed too much of that team, but I like the approach where you're going with, you know, the teams who everyone's not on because those are the teams who overperform. You're going to have, you know, the Clemson, the Alabama, the Georgia, the Florida, you know, the heavily recruited um, universities are getting the five-star recruits. But when you can find that team that's loaded with those three-star, four-star talents, you know, and they're there for three or four yeah. years playing together and they have a consistent head coach. Exactly, man. It, the consistency is huge. You can have the best talent. For example, look at all those Kentucky one-and-done uh, basketball teams. It was tough to build that chemistry. 
Like when Auburn, you know, yes. was it last year? No, the year before last year, because we had a tournament this year. Auburn basketball, no one went the NBA as a lottery pick, but they had guys who were there for, you know, three years. Consistent coach, you know, camaraderie, the guy next to you playing for them, opposed to just, I'm here to, you know, get my NBA draft money in a year from now, like the like the Kentucky and the Duke um, universities get. So um, any of those small teams that have, you know, built up camaraderie and, you know, te- team bonding over a couple of years, they, they can be sleepers in any sport, not just football, any sport. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I agree. I, I, like I said, I tried to find a reason to hate Minnesota, couldn't find it. So I'm gonna, I'll keep it simple. I'm just gonna, do it. I'm gonna go Michigan. I, 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 I feel like I'm kind of being suckered into this one in a sense of every year. It's always like, oh man, it's just always overrated realistically. But I, I, I don't know. I just there's I a reason for what that. Can I, say? I really. I really believe in Harbaugh. I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to really make a legit run sooner or later. It, it might be later than sooner, but uh, but I'll I'll be along for the ride either way. <laughs> they have a good defense every year. I mean, they play in a good um, climate where you know you get those teams at a Michigan home game. The crowd is going to be roaring. It's cold out. It hurts a little bit more when you get hit, and they just haven't seemed to be able to get over the hump of you know beating Ohio State. So that's one of the teams I'm down on. So. Uh, go big blue time after uh, year, and it's just dud after dud. Ohio State owns them. That was a waste of a love team there, Gilly. Come on, let let, let them live. I just think of a. Uh, you guys remember like a couple years ago where they were? I think it must have been the Big Ten championship game. Um, and Dave Portnoy had his like. When did you uh, make the Big Ten? Shame when did Michigan game? make the Big Ten championship game? What was not, that? Maybe not. It was a crucial you re- year. You want to remind me of that because I fucking don't remember. Ah, okay. I'll I sure don't. Check, I sure don't was, remember Michigan making a Big Ten championship a years ago. Game. You have to beat Ohio State remember, to get to the Big Ten championship game, Michael. I well, then you're right. That's what it was, though. It was like the essentially, if they won that, they would have made it to the Big Ten championship. So I apologize. Jeez, my goodness. All right, last team. Um, yeah. I'm going. I'm going Florida State. I I, I like Florida State. Seven and a half yeah. wins. I I'm okay with going the over there for Florida State. For for Florida State. Yes. No chance. No way. Not. I don't see that. I don't see that happening. ACC is it's uh, Clemson. You know, it's kind of tough. You know, other teams are just you know. Pull one out of a hat, and you'll see who's going to be all right. But seven and a half is high. That's an eight and four. That's a, you're guaranteed. They play Clemson every year, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they play yeah, so Clemson. They play West three. Virginia, Boise State. No, uh, seven. I, I'm hammering the under there for Florida State, Gilly. Sorry. No shot. No chance. You're a homer. I just, you're a homer. You have it's it's probably what a good a- over under, but I just I I think they'll I think they'll go over that, and at least I'm not saying they're gonna be a national championship contender here, but I I just think that eight or nine is within reach for them. Jeez, yeah, you should yeah you should have started off with that so you could admit, man, that was that was rough. <laughs> All right, Fred, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, you can't do worse than Gilly with Michigan and Florida State. Let's just get that out of the way right now. That was, I mean, goodness gracious. They intrigue me. They always intrigue me. Intriguing is different. We just said, like, you're not picking this with your heart. You're trying to pick this with your brain. I, I still, 
Oh, I my like gosh. Start with something that Connor doesn't like. I'm going to say Utah. Their win total is eight and a half. Um, eight and a half is a high number. Nine and three, I don't see. But I think as a program, they're going to continue to move in the right direction for several reasons. Last year, they won a lot of games by double digits. That's something I look for in football. When you can beat a team by double digits, it showed that you had a lead throughout the game, and also you didn't allow any of those backdoor touchdowns. Defense isn't giving up. We're staying strong from start to finish. I think as a unit collectively, um, they're moving in the right direction. So are they a top team? No, but I think they'll continue to establish, establish themselves as a top 30, top 50 college program and be able to draw more recruits each and every year. I don't so like Utah, but I don't want to give it. I don't want to give away why. So yeah, I'll 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 bite my tongue on that. But I, I'm not. Utah's not on my love list. That's for sure. Next, I'm going to go with Georgia. I know they're projected to be good. I know they have one of the most tenured coach in Kirby Smart. My main point about Georgia remaining good is that Jake Fromm was overrated. I'm not sure if you guys know this, Connor. You maybe do. Justin Fields was Jake Fromm's backup. Kirby Smart continued to go with Jake Fromm. Justin Fields went and almost won a Heisman his first year in a program, kicking himself in the behind. He could be coming into Georgia this year with Justin Fields as the QB. But I think Georgia, regardless of the quarterback, top defense every year, they breed running backs, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, you name it, both played each other in the Super Bowl uh, just two seasons ago. Georgia will continue to be successful regardless of losing Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is the Jimmy G of quarterback football. Play with his defense. Let the run game speak for itself. We'll win 17-14. They'll remain good. Fromm is overrated. Ten wins, that's tough. Minimal room to lose. Um, but I think they'll be up there on the brink of the college football playoffs. What do you guys think? You know what? Real quick, fun fact. I don't know much uh, when it comes to, to this stuff, but one thing I do, one of the names you also mentioned, Fred, is another guy that Jake Fromm beat out of a job, and that's Jacob Eason. He forced him to transfer. Yep. He was originally at Georgia. Fromm ran him out of town there. So it was just kind of funny. Isn't that weird? Like of like the, the QBs in terms of the pedigree that uh, a guy like Fromm can beat out for a job. And then like all of a sudden I, I would take Eason and obviously eventually Justin Fields will probably be a first rounder um, or at least close to that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 I like that pick. Um, next team. This is a low win total for this team, but they're in the SEC. Auburn. I think Auburn – will once again continue to be a great program. Bo Nix was a true freshman last year. I think Nix, maybe not this year, but maybe in his junior year, will build a case eventually to be a Heisman. He can run, he can throw. We all know college Heisman is a statistical um, award. Stats, stats, stats. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow, lighten up. If Nix can throw for 30 touchdowns, run for 15 um, this year or next year, he, he can be in the conversation. Um, it will be tough to beat out, you know, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields for Heisman, but I think Knicks is one of those QBs that you'll see a huge step in growth going into a sophomore year. And they beat a uh, good Oregon team last year to start the season. Uh, fun fact about Auburn, uh, that classic SEC late-in-the-game cupcake battle uh, is on November 14th for them, and they play the University of Massachusetts. Do we uh, have an early line prediction for that one? Auburn, Matt, UMass in November. You know what's funny? Um, you know how every year they say you need that Heisman game? You need that Heisman moment? If Bo Nix, yeah. even though it's Massachusetts, has a good season and he can put together a seven-touchdown campaign versus UMass, and although it's a tough opponent, if he's already in a good position and kind of closes the book with that, 
you may you may have a shot. I will say that it's certainly against the norm to claim that UMass would be a Heisman <laughs> Heisman moment Heisman game. I get it for stats wise, but I mean he does. Now here's where I, I could see you mentioning that Heisman moment. They finish up the final two weeks of the season is LSU and then at Alabama in the Iron Bowl. So yes, if Bo Nix. Uh, leads Auburn to victories over both those two teams and possibly from there into the SEC championship game. And I'm going to guess if they're playing at that level, then they're probably in for the college football playoff. Then, yeah, you're definitely right there with uh, he's probably going to New York City at the very least uh, for the award. So and it's a good story. Exactly. Bo Nix, his dad played at Auburn. You know, he's now at Auburn. It's a, the story, the narrative definitely certainly would help for a, a Heisman campaign as well. So, yeah, I'm with you on the – I'm with you on Auburn. It's just tough to predict that SEC West, man. It's so tough to predict on who's going to be really good, who's not, because it's that is a brutal schedule playing uh, in the SEC West. And I'm pretty sure they have Georgia this year too, so they didn't even get by with uh, – they don't have Florida, but they have Georgia – uh, from the SEC, so they didn't get a break on that side of things. Uh, next, I'm going to go to Texas. I know you're against them, but fuck Texas, fuck Texas. Damn, fuck Tom Herman, horns down. <laughs> you, look at it, Big Twelve. Take a take a good fucking look at it, Big Twelve. Find me. You can try to suspend my Twitter account. It's already been suspended. So fuck you, Texas. <laughs> All right, so give me a break here. With You don't have to admit that you like Texas, but that game versus LSU they played last year was one of the best college football games I've ever watched. Joe Burrow led them at the end to win, but that was a shootout back and forth, back and forth. One thing you can you know use as your argument against me is they're, lo- they're losing that wide receiver, Duvernay, who went to the Ravens, I believe, in the second or third round of the draft. That guy was – one of the best possession receivers I've seen in football last year, meaning if the ball's near him, he's grabbing it. The win total at nine, I think that's spot on. I don't think they'll be a playoff contender. Um, I think they'll maybe float around a top 10 team for a little bit. Um, I think um, you hate the coach, which is why I'd like the team. Coaching QB, consistency. But I do think Texas will, once again, continue to be a top 20 team. And in my last one, um, you guys want to give me some feedback on Texas, or do you want to save that for – your hate argument. Well, they're not in my hate group, but I think I gave all the feedback that you need to know about my opinion of the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> my yeah. last team, I think, will trend up just because they were so bad last year. They can't really get any worse. But um, I was a big fan of Tua. Rutgers. And Tua Lee, his younger brother, is <laughs> Maryland. I think he will win the wow. spot. Tua Leah, Tua's the brother, is probably not as good as Tua, but he's taller. He's a right-hander. He's quicker. He's more mobile. You only got a small taste of them last year in those Bama blowouts, but Tuolia is at Maryland. Their win total I saw at five and a half. The ACC is not a hard conference. They open up versus Towson. Um, they should dominate them. They should blow them out. If Tuolia is half of his brother, they should they should win a lot of games. One, one, you know, one. They do uh, have the liberty of avoiding big... Florida State. <laughs> I was going to say one big uh, uh, pin here to pop your bubble there. Maryland is uh, in the Big Ten. <laughs> they, they do open up against Towson. You, you have that one right. Yeah. There you go. Amen. That's all you need. That That's good. When do they play no, Rutgers? I, 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 uh, Maryland Rutgers is on Halloween. I mean, could you? That's going to be a weird oh, game. I can already feel. I, 2-0 right there, man. 
Boy, Rutgers, Maryland on Halloween. That is going to be a weird game. I'm calling it right now. That is going to be a weird, weird game. Yeah, they they went to the Big Ten. But, I mean, I'm fine with you still realizing they're in the ACC because there's a lot of Big Ten people that still think that too. Five and a half, though, low number. Two guaranteed wins, Towson. Um, that is a tougher conference, but they don't have to play Clemson. <laughs> they don't have to play Clemson. You're right. You're damn right. I, I know or, now. Uh, week State, the the machine that Florida State is going to be this year. So that's I'm muting that's you. You're getting right. muted. <laughs> Rutgers Maryland on Halloween. That's going to be fun. And I already know now the game Fred is going to be hammering week one of college football. Uh, he's going to bet his entire life savings on it is Maryland and Towson. Let's move on to who I love. I'm going to start with a, a classic Big Ten team. Um, they've never left the Big Ten, so that makes it easy. But maybe a surprise to people, not really known for their football team. But uh, the first team that I love in 2020 is the Indiana Hoosiers. Wow. Indiana last year went 8-5, and five, okay? And they're returning 78% of their production from last year. Wisconsin, they get them early, first week of the season, and it's one of those where it's not on a, the Saturday. It's on like a, a Friday, and so that's a classic upset special. That Thursday, Friday, I think it's at Camp Randall, but still, that's a classic upset special. Indiana could surprise someone early, and then they get Penn State at home as well this year. I think they build off of last year, same quarterback, and, and a lot of production coming back, so... I'm big on the Hoosiers this year. They beat Nebraska last year. They have a good offense. They're always just kind of a tricky team, and they're going to sneak up on some people. Bloomington is kind of a sleepy a sleepy 11 a.m. noon game uh, when half the stadium isn't there, and you, you, get a, you can surprise a team. Uh, my second one that I love, Oklahoma State. I don't think the Big 12 is going to be as good this year. I don't think Oklahoma is going to be uh, what we saw to like Baker, Jalen Hurts, and Kyler Murray in the years past. I know they have a really good quarterback still there in Spencer Rattler, but um, I still like Oklahoma State. Like I said, I don't like Texas. Um, you know, they got Chubba Hubbard. He rushed over 2,000 yards last year, 21 touchdowns. Uh, they're returning 80% of their production from last year. Pretty much all their offensive weapons. Also a sophomore QB now in Spencer Sanders, Tylen Wallace, and Dylan Stoner. They're their top pass catchers. And uh, they are bringing back the most production on defense or eighth highest production on defense, most starters. So um, they don't have to replace anything on defense. They have all their top weapons coming back. As long as Mike Gundy can just keep his mouth shut with everything going on, I like Oklahoma State this year. That was going to be my question. Do you think Gundy has lost uh, lost his players a bit, or at least some of them? Maybe. You know, because he just he keeps putting his foot in his mouth because he started with the whole, like, coronavirus, who cares, just get to the workout facility, who cares about it, and that kind of backfired on him. Now with the OAN shirt, like, it's just he keeps putting his goddamn foot in his mouth, but he's still a good coach. And every few years they have a really good team where they win like 10, 11 games. And I think this is the year that they do that. I love their quarterback, Sanders. He was a freshman last year, you said? Yep. That, that's um, that's impressive because I knew he, he's a dual threat. And if you have a, the Hubbard um, running back, you mentioned that. Yep. He's a ground and pound. He reminds me of uh, uh, Nick Chubb. It's funny that yeah. they have similar names. They get good old line play. If they have a good old line, man, I mean, you, you the, the game's won in the trenches. Yeah, their win total is eight and a half. I think they're easily getting over that one. That, that's a that's an easy bet for me. That's guaranteed nine and three. Yeah, 
I can see it. I can see it this year. Uh, my next team I love, like Gilly said earlier, Florida. You look at their schedule. They get LSU at home in uh, the swamp. They don't have to play Bama or Auburn or Texas A&M, who I think is going to be good this year under Jimbo Fisher. And uh, so pretty easy schedule. Their quarterback, Kyle Trask, is back. I don't love Trask. I've seen some people that have him rated as like one of the top five quarterbacks in the country. I don't see that at all. But he's got experience, and I guess he has talent hidden somewhere, so I guess I like him. Um, I know they lost a lot of talent to the NFL. They lost P. Ryan, a running back, uh, Van Jefferson, and Freddie Swain, are wide receivers, and then their top two tacklers and Jonathan Greenard and David Reese. But I think Dan Mullen has now proven, not only at Mississippi State, but you know his first year at Florida, that he is actually a good coach. So, um and they're going to have talent. We talked about that earlier, that uh, they just bring in a ton of talent because they are the Florida Gators where they are. Um, I like Florida this year. The easy schedule, and I think Dan Mullen keeps building off of that. Swamp, man. It's tough to play there. I believe they lost uh, the cornerback, too. I think he was a top 10 pick. Anderson or Henderson, was it? He went to the Jaguars. Yeah, Henderson. Yeah. They lost a lot. No, but you said they, they replaced those recruits, especially on defense, because, you know, some of the best football players come out of Florida. They come out of Texas, those southern states. So if you can find this five-star recruit who wants to stay close to home, right up the road, easy sell on Florida Gators, you know, Tebow, all the great, you know, history they've had there. It's 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 easier to replace uh, great talent when you have – when you're in, you know, a geographic area where talent's all around you. And Florida's uh, – they're – over under for wins is at 10, which I think is a, a good number for them. Like I said, very easy schedule. They don't have to play Bama, Auburn, and they get LSU at home. So um, easy for them. My next one I love, Iowa State. Uh, maybe a surprise to some people, but and maybe that's just me. I live out here, so I hear a lot of Iowa State uh, news and chatter, but they're on the up and up. So last year, Iowa State, of their five regular season losses, four of them came within a single score. Uh, all against, at the time, or eventual ranked teams. They lost to Iowa, Oklahoma, Texas, or not, they beat Texas. Um, Baylor was one. Um, I think Kansas State was the other, but they were all either ranked or eventually ranked, so they were all good opponents that they lost to, and it was all almost all of them were within a score. And they have Brock Purdy coming back, who could arguably be – uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the country this year. And then Matt Campbell's just, uh, he's a fantastic coach. So I got Iowa State. I i love Iowa State this year. Like I said, I don't think the Big 12 is going to be that strong. And uh, I'm big on the Cyclones. Their win total is at eight. Um, I'm just finding that out now. That's a little generous, I think, by Vegas. But, I, I mean, eight, I think, is fair. Eight or nine. Playing Kansas is always a nice schedule. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's the beauty of uh, that's the beauty of playing in the Big Twelve. So, Iowa State, the Cyclones. My last one, number five, uh, Virginia Tech. Maybe a surprise to people, Virginia Tech, but uh, they're sixth in the nation in returning production, and I love their quarterback, Hendon Hooker. He completed sixty-one percent of his passes last year, only fifteen hundred yards, but he threw thirteen touchdowns touchdowns only two interceptions he had five rushing touchdowns as well as he can run and the team went eight and five last year uh he was six and two as the starter for them and his top three receivers return this year the 
highest receiver that left was now a New England Patriot in Dalton Keene. So um, I'm excited for him. Almost their entire defense is returning, and they don't have to play Clemson. Um, they do have to play at North Carolina, which I think could be good this year, at Louisville, who will be good, and then they get Penn State at home at Blacksburg. But still, they dodged Clemson. So I, I like uh, I like Virginia Tech this season. I think their their quarterback's outstanding. I like uh, Brian Fuentes. I think he's a good coach. And uh, just like Iowa State, Vegas is uh, on the board with me with Virginia Tech getting eight wins. But in the ACC, which is pretty much garbage outside of Clemson, I think eight wins is totally doable for him. Gilly, you're, you you haven't torn apart any of mine. I, I to be honest with you with uh with the Hokies there I uh I, I don't know enough to, to hate on that one um, I'll kind of wait for my opportunity to, to bash one of yours as you did to uh my Florida State pick um, and Michigan. As well as my Michigan pick I'll you know I'll I'll defend that Michigan pick a little bit more uh, staunchly than the Florida State one I know that was a risky one but whatever <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll let you have that moment all right let's switch gears it's time to start hating on people here uh. Teams that we hate this year, Mike Gilligan. If you say Nebraska, I'm, I'm cutting you off this podcast. <laughs> I thought when you, even though I actually had, might agree with you. So when you threatened to mute me before, I thought you actually did, and I was like, "Wow." No, I, I didn't. No, I, <laughs> I, I could, but Tony Reality um, status over here. You Tony Reality status. Yeah, I'm gonna mute. Yeah, you. you know what? No, you don't. You don't have the. You need to gel your hair before you do that. <laughs> <laughs> And then do the a little toss, the paper toss at the end of every podcast. That'd be kind of cool, actually. And then swivel my chair around so I'm on a uh, part in the interruption. Yeah, I always thought yeah. that was so crazy how Tony Reale went from just hosting his own total complete show to being like the, the bitch boy for part in the interruption. I know. Yeah. I, I, I never really understood that either. Um, uh, but yeah. No, you're dynamic. <laughs> All right. Teams I hate. I'll, yeah. uh, I'm going to go with two. I'm going to start off here with a couple – I might be coming in hot with some controversial ones, uh, but it's it's relative hate in the sense of like I don't I don't like this team as uh, as they're probably um, having expectations right now by the national consensus and whatnot. First one, I'm gonna go with LSU. I am not in on LSU as like an actual like. Um, national championship contender this year. I think they're still going to be a great team and probably even top 10 most of the year. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm not saying they're going to fall out of the top 25 or anything crazy, but at the same time, the offense in general, you, you lose Burrow. There's going to be pressure on um, the quarterback there. Who is it? Miles Brennan. He's been in the program a couple of years, so maybe he's, maybe he's ready to go, but there's just something about replacing a guy like Burrow who just went on one of the best runs of all time in college football history in one of the most dominant teams in at least recent history. Um, I think offensive line is a concern as well. That was one thing I had in my note in terms of, I think they only have one or two starters back, which just, I don't know, too much uncertainty on offense. I know Jamar Chase is going to be probably a first round draft pick um, when he leaves as a wide receiver, but and the, the backfield is going to be good, just like it always is for LSU. But I don't know, in terms of being like a college football playoff contender, contender, that I, I, I just I don't love LSU. I love your um, thesis behind that because I have them down for the same reason. They'll still be a good team. They'll win nine games. They'll win ten games. But Joe Burrow was – I don't think people will realize it until maybe we get, like, some college games under our belt this year. He would go out there and dissect teams. It was over halftime each and every week. 
Uh, and they also lost uh, um, Clyde um, Edwards, the running back, Hilaire Edwards. Uh, he reminds me of a Jones Drew. I'm not going to go out there and say he's a Jones Drew because, you know, Reese Jones Drew is a legend in his own in his own name. But the build, the skill set, I think he'll be an immediate asset to the NFL. And like uh, Connor, I think you said earlier, they lost double digits in the draft. So although yeah. they have a good coach, Coach O, Although they have sustainability in the program, um, the talent and the experience on the field sets those good teams uh, apart from the great teams, the college playoff contenders. So I'm going LSU, good season, missed the playoffs. I completely agree with your LSU having a trending downward year. Not a bad team, but trending downward for sure. Yeah. And even that one yep. over under total of nine wins, like I wouldn't, I'm not saying to, to slam the under there, but at least I would, I think that's just about right to be honest with you. What, what do you think, Connor? I'm with you. I'm down on LSU. I had them on here. They, they play Texas at home. Okay. But then they're at Florida. Like I said, that's a tough game. Um, Alabama at home at Auburn and at Texas A&M. So they missed Georgia, uh, but still the end of that season, three of their last four weeks, they don't have that cupcake at the end of the season for them. You know, Alabama, South Carolina could be tricky. Uh, and then at Auburn, at Texas A&M to end the year, that's tough. So, oh, yeah. On the road, two straight games to end it. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, nine nine wins is – I think it's pretty spot on. Like like you guys said, it's not like they just all of a sudden lost – it's not like all of a sudden they became Northwestern or Rutgers. They are still LSU. They still have a ton of talent. They're just – they lost Joe Burrow. They, they – they, were an NFL team last year, and now they are not. They're back to being a college team. So, good job, Gilly. You're off to a good start. <laughs> um, Texas A&M, you kind of mentioned it as a possible tough matchup, but that could be like Jimbo Fisher's like kind of final stand to uh, to kind of save his job realistically, right? Because what is it, year three? Year yeah, it's year three. They've paid him so much money. It's the SEC West. They're going to give him time. I guess. Jimbo was not on the hot seat. Well, yeah, okay. If they go out and they have like a two and ten season, then yeah, he's on the hot seat. But I don't think that that's happening. They actually have an easy schedule. I had them fringe love uh, here tonight because their schedule is a uh, kind of easy going into uh, like week ten against Alabama or something like that. But um, no, I, I don't. Jimbo's not on the hot seat. Not for how much they're paying him. No shot. Right, yeah, no. they have like the. Uh, random shit team you play in NCAA 14 to start, North Texas, uh, Colorado, Arkansas, all at home. They go to Mississippi State against Fresno State at Auburn. That's their first tough game. But I think, again, Auburn's, you know, Fred said he loved them. But I think that's a fair, close game between those two. At South Carolina, against Ole Miss, and then Vanderbilt, and then – at Alabama, and then against LSU to end the season, so they could have one loss on. I have I have Texas A and M down as one loss heading into the final two weeks of the season against LSU and Alabama, and in the SEC and in the SEC West, uh, they're they they're a top ten team, I think, rolling into those two games and and uh, definitely kind of knocking on the door of the playoffs. So um, I, I don't I don't see Jimbo Fisher being on the hot seat this year, and Texas A and M is nine and a half along with, like, Penn State, Oregon, and uh, Boise State and Wisconsin. Oh, boy, we got we got in on Texas A&M there for really no reason at all. But <laughs> uh, what do you got there? What's your next one there, Gilly? Um, and this is an interesting one, actually, because if you look at the schedule, they kind of have a pretty easy schedule. Um, but I think it's almost – that almost goes against them um, in by my logic that I'll explain in just a moment, and that is Clemson. I – in terms of being like a, a strong number one, 
I, I, I just don't think Clemson um, has, they lost too much talent. I, again, it's one of those things, just like the LSU effect, sort of, where it's like you lose close to double digits in the first round of the NFL draft, you, you're going to be in trouble. I think they only have one returner to their offensive line as well, which that, that's, I don't want to read too much into that, but at the same time, that's scary to me. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I, I think they're still going to be really good, and that schedule is so easy that they'll probably stumble their way into 11 or 12 wins. Uh, but at least being like uh, the odds on favorite to be the national champ, I, I would bet against Clemson in that regard. They, they lost the offensive line, but they still have Trevor Lawrence. He's still probably the best quarterback in college football, and they still have Travis Etienne, and they still have a ton of talent. You know, it's not like they, uh, they're like LSU where it's not really rebuilding, it's just reloading right. for them. I don't see them having any issues this year. I, I can understand where you're coming from here, Gilly. You don't think they just should be exalted as the number one team, put them in the playoff already. I can see where you're coming from yeah. with that because they do have a tough game late in the year at Notre Dame in South Bend uh, in November. That could be that could be a tough one for them. Um, and then, of course, Syracuse the week before, which for some reason Syracuse is Clemson's kryptonite in the Dabo Sweeney era. But uh, – you know, I, I'm not. I guess I won't. I won't harp on this one too much for you. I can see where you have a case for them not being the, you know, just shove them through to the championship game and let's get it over with. But I can't say I'm down on them this year. With next year, maybe when Trevor Lawrence leaves, sticking with the ACC here, um, and uh, I'm going Miami. That's that's next on my my hate list here. Um, okay. I just. I, I, I have not seen enough recently to, to really convince. Um, I, I feel like Miami, even though they're like, what, they were in Cowherd's tier two. I, I yeah. feel like they haven't actually been relevant in quite some time. Um, I think that their their schedule is just tough enough to probably keep them relevant if they win enough games. But at the same time, um, I, I really, I, I don't know. I don't think they're they're worth the hype that some of them are getting. Because what's their win total? Let me just double check that. Nine. I'm seeing nine, so that's pretty yeah. high for Miami. They'll probably hover around oh that, honest, but I wouldn't. I don't know. Wow. I would take the under there. Yeah, I don't see that. I'm sorry. I think they had their good year under Mark Richt. The, the turnover chain and whatever, good for them. But yeah, I'm not. I, I don't see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing no. too. It's schedule isn't tough, so it's not one of those things where it's like, oh man, they, they could flirt with with hitting that that nine win total, but at the same time. If they lose to UAB or like, a, you know what I mean? Anything could happen in that regard. Oh, and they play Virginia Tech. Oh, chalk that for a loss, according to Connor. Yep. Virginia Tech beat them last year. Yep. All right, my next one, kind of connected. Yep. A little, uh, little uh, star-crossed connection here um, for those keeping track at home with my love list. I had <laughs> Florida State on my love um, as an infamous take already. Um, yep. My hate is going to be Mike Norville's former team, Memphis. I Ooh. would not touch that over under of, was it 10? It was just, uh, that's, I I don't know. I, I, I'm i not seeing it for, for Memphis. I think they yeah, overperformed 10. last year. Yeah. 10, isn't that crazy? Wow. Um, obviously, they play in a kind of a, a lower tier conference there. So there, there are games against Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, USF. Houston. Those are probably the tough ones, but at the end of the day, 10 wins. Kidding me? So slam the under there. At Purdue, week two is tough. Connor, Connor, what do you have to say? Nothing, nothing to end there? Yeah. 
I, yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Mike Norvell built that program up pretty well. And, uh, the American conference is, I I think, (laughs) (laughs) no, because he's already running into trouble at Florida state. So I don't want to get into that, but he did a good job at Memphis. Um, and 10 is 10 is really high. I mean, you still have the American football conference is, is, uh, yeah, you have, you have some decent teams there. SMU is getting better. Uh, Temple's not awful. UCF is still okay or good. I guess you could say I, I kind of have them down this year. Cincinnati, Navy's tough. And then SMU came out of nowhere. And Tulane's not a bad team this year. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you there with Memphis. That's surprising that they're 10. I'm, I, you know what? That's a, that's a sneaky hammer the under uh, on them because I don't – yeah, I don't see them winning 10 games. No shots. Yeah, All no, right. I'm, I'm with Last you there. Yeah, that's here. a good one. That's, that's, a, that's, a, good, that's a good choice. All right. I'm, I'm, see, and you know what? By I'll accept it too. That if you agree with that, then you kind of are you're starting to lean on the Florida State prediction too. Um, <laughs> no, no, that's not okay. happening. Never mind. I'm going with Arizona State for my last uh, last hate. It's again, it's it's relative Ooh. hate. I feel like. Arizona State is getting some love as like an actual Pac-12 contender. I, I I just really don't see it. Their over-under is eight, which is probably, again, in that I don't want to kind of play patty cake with this, but that's probably about where I'd see them at. But at the same time, um, I think they could still win eight games and be a disappointment. Um, I, I I would take uh, USC over them at this point, to be honest, um, to win the Pac-12. And I don't I don't know. I don't think they're they're good enough to be – a legit contender in that conference. So that's part of it. I don't really care if Marvin Lewis is a defensive coordinator at this point. I don't know who else Herm Edwards can pull out of a, a rabbit hat to bring back into the fold. But yeah, I don't know. That's, that's my, my closing, uh, my hate pick. That one's tough. I think Herm Edwards done a good job turning them around. Surprisingly, that's not something I was expecting to say a couple of years ago, Um, (laughs) but they're getting, Lots of guys to the NFL, especially wide receivers, and uh, their quarterback is still there. I actually kind of like Arizona State going into this year, but um, I'm not going to hate on this one. But I could see I could see them kind of falling apart. I mean, it wouldn't shock me, I guess, if all of a sudden they were building, 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 and then Herm Edwards just all of a sudden it blew up in his face. So uh, not a yeah, not a I don't think they're, pick they're totally good. I'll you, I'm not going to blow you up just because the Memphis one was that good. So how about that? Those are better. Those are better, Gilly. Your hate list was better than your love list. I'll give you that. But you know, I had a strong start to my love list. I got a little too bold. Yeah, you did. You got you. You started playing with your heart too much instead of your brain. Get a couple of trulies in him, and he's rapid fire. Yeah. So I had LSU, but um, I kind of touched on that, so I pulled it out on the fly, which I'll get to. But I'm going to lead with Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Every single year for decade, they got the big coach right. That they were one coach away. It's finally their year. I think Harbaugh, Harbaugh has underperformed, and I just don't see it changing. Um, they have a new QB that's learning the system this year. Even though Patterson was tenured, he still couldn't get it down. Um, I think Harbaugh was just better off in the NFL. Maybe he, you know, he can work with professionals better opposed to young kids. But uh, Michigan, whatever it is, I'm not buying it. Um, I think they'll continue to be an overrated team, great fan base, not making the playoffs, won't be in the top ten. What do you guys think about that? There's something to be said, though, for being like overrated so long that you kind of become over underrated in a way, in a kind of a 
a, a strange uh, turn of events there. So that's kind of why I, I had them in my, my love or like list in that sense. You know what I mean? Is, do, do, you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, they're but they're constantly not in that fold. Expect yeah, too think, much. So now I think people are expecting too little. I don't know. That's my logic. As long as Harbaugh there and as long as it's Michigan, they're still, they'll still be overrated. What's their win total? Michigan's, Michigan's nine. nine. Next team I got. They weren't too good last year. Utah State, but they're losing Jordan Love, who was a first-round talent playing in that um, you know, program. And I just feel like as good as he was, his stats weren't good, but him being on the field, being able to extend plays, being able to throw the deep ball, he obviously made the skill position players around him better. Losing him, I didn't look at the win total, but I'm assuming it's low, and I think they will be, you know, a four or five win team at best. Uh, Utah yeah. State, Utah State, who knows who's going to fill the shoes of Jordan Love? Probably not any, you know, high touted recruit. Probably just another Joe Smo who won't, you know, see the NFL. So, um, although they weren't a good program, I see them, you know, regressing strongly due to losing Jordan Love, who. Didn't have the numbers to back up his play, but the talent, you saw it. Uh, Green Bay took him in the first round for a reason. Utah State, regression. Yeah, They're Vegas has him at five. five. Yeah, sorry. Yep. That's low. I mean, I, I guarantee five wins. Like, I don't – I didn't look at their schedule, but uh, would they go with him seven and five last year with Love? Seven and six. And then uh, my next team, I'm going to go with Baylor. I don't have too much of an argument with it. I'm just going to buy out that, you know, they lost their head coach, c- cement of the program. I'll assume, I don't know this, I'll assume that they're going to lose at least a handful of top recruits who got sold. Hey, you know, we're building the program here, Matt Rule. You know, he's going to be the guy. And, you know, we all know how that goes in college. The, the coach takes a better position in the NFL. He's going to lose some top talent. So I think as a program, uh, losing the head coach, is a big loss and it's going to, you know, stem down to every piece of their team, you know, players, uh, assistant coaches, program, off season stuff. It's all going to take a hit. Um, maybe make a, probably make a bowl game. Nothing to write home about. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think Matt rule leaves. They lost a, a ton of guys from, uh, they actually had a good defense surprisingly for a big 12 team. So um, I got them down too. I have them on my hate list. Charlie Brewer's just kind of meh. He doesn't do it for me as their quarterback. And, uh, you know, Denzel Mims bailed him out a lot, and now Mims is with the Jets. Uh, they lost seven of their top eight tacklers to the NFL last year. So, seven, like, their top seven defenders are gone. So, and they're at Oklahoma, they're at Texas, and at Iowa State. Like, they're arguably uh, three of their harder games are on the road. So, I, I'm completely with you there. Total seven and a half. So, you know, they see their aggression as well. Eight, Under. eight wins yeah, eight wins. I got under. Yeah, I'd have to take a look at their schedule. Um, but yeah, we all agree on that. Why we, the hate is so much easier, man? That's just the world we live in these days. <laughs> we all just, I know, we all just agree. Yeah, the ones we love, we we're picking on each other. The hate, though, it's just yeah, yeah. I hate that guy too. Yeah, they're terrible. Oh, next is Oregon. So loss of Justin Herbert. Say what you want about Justin Herbert. NFL ready QB, three year starter. I think he was the sole reason for not only their popularity, you know, skyrocket, but also, you know, their ranking. Uh, I think they were flirting with, you know, a top-ranked team. I think they were – were they five at one point? Connor, you can probably yeah. – They were up there, yeah, but then they lost to Arizona State in a game that I bet them on them, and, uh, yeah, that, that blew it for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think just Herbert, you know, he was NFL ready for – he was a prospect for a couple of years, tough shoes to fill. Um, you know, having a new guy in there, a new signal caller, you know, a new person running the show, it's, it's going to take some time to um, get back to that level if they ever do. And then this is the one I thought about on the fly. And this is a super low win total, but I do not care. The Kansas Jayhawks, under three and a half, <laughs> I think they do. To pull up their schedule. So they open up for New Hampshire. Maybe they get that win. They play Baylor. Even though Baylor's going to regress, they'll smash Kansas. BC will be able to beat Kansas. Coastal Carolina, maybe they get that second win. Then they play Iowa State. They play Kansas State. They play Oklahoma State. They play West Virginia. Texas. Texas Tech. Oklahoma. TCU. They'll get two wins, maybe three if someone fumbles, but the three and a half is a little too high. I think the Kansas Jayhawks will remain at the bottom, bottom of the NCAA football league. Kansas Jayhawks, even though it's low, even though they already suck, they'll continue to suck. They'll probably be even worse. How many wins did they get last year? Let's look that up. Why do we, why do we got to embarrass Kansas like this? Hey, some of those teams may just got to kick when they're down. Kansas Jayhawks, <laughs> they were one nine. and eight, three and nine. Yeah, less miles will figure it out. They'll get kicked when they're down, just like we let them, you know, hear it on this podcast. So if there's any Kansas, Kansas Jayhawk football fans out there, which it probably isn't, you guys just stick to basketball. Yeah, um, yeah. Hold on. You, you, hold on. You're not, you're not speaking for the podcast here because I actually do believe Les Miles is going to turn Kansas around a little bit here. I have a little faith in Kansas personally. I, uh, I, I, I disagree with you here on the Kansas hate. I think that they uh, do better than three wins. Three and a half. It's three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. I think they get four. I think Les Miles gets them to four. This is a pro Kansas football podcast, folks. Uh, Fred is I only a guest. Keep to leaps Kansas Jayhawks, though. Yeah. How dare you? How dare you talk down about keep to leave alma mater? Chris Harris Jr. didn't put his blood, sweat, and tears Man. on the line for Kansas for this. <laughs> Jayhawks. Three wins maximum. Fred, uh, the. All I know now is I am hammering that Kansas-New Hampshire line week one. Give me the Jayhawks. Rock chalk, baby. It's going to be like a, what do you, you think know, the line's going to be? Like 30? For Kansas. Yeah, week one. Come on, New Hampshire. I told – did I not give you – at least I'm being like, you know, I'm not pro-Kansas, but hey, Kansas winning game one. I can promise you that. I, I, I think you're including uh, UNH in terms of your hate list, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they – you know, you, who do you think's coming to UNH to play football? Come on. At least Kansas can get some people who, like, don't make the basketball team. Or, you know, <laughs> like now, we're, now, we're, now we're killing New Hampshire. If you're going there for and I'm all for it, but if you're going there to play football – and you tear your ACL in your second year, and you realize, why the hell did I even do this? Um, should have just, just party or something. <laughs> I can't. I can't put Kansas at the end of the hate list. That's that's incredible. Kansas always schedules those games though, because they even played. They played uh, Rhode Island a couple years back. They they love those those matchups. <laughs> I'm not saying they're winning the Big Twelve this year. I'm just saying uh, they're not going to be you know like a one win team. But my new favorite player is the running back for the Kansas Jayhawks, Puka Williams Jr. PWJ, Puka is his first name. Puka Williams Jr. It sounds like two of a better because it's Puka. (laughs) He's going to run all over the University of New Hampshire. I want to print shirts now. Hand the ball to Puka. (laughs) 
That'll be our first merch drop on Verbally Committed. Uh, my teams that I hate, uh, starting off, Mississippi State. I love their hire in Mike Leach. I think it's a great hire because Mike Leach is a proven winner. But he went 3-9 and nine at Washington State his first year. Now, he went 7-6 and six his first year at Texas Tech, but they have a tough schedule because they face Texas A&M at home, at Bama, at LSU, and then Auburn in four straight weeks. That's a a tough four weeks. His new air raid system, you know, Mississippi State, yes, they were kind of a spread team anyways under Joe Moorhead, but I still kind of feel like that takes time, maybe a year or two for Mike Leach to fully get that implemented, get the guys he really wants. They do have a new uh, QB transfer and KJ Costello from Stanford. He's supposed to be talented, but tough schedule. Uh, he's not playing in the Big 12 or the Pac-12 anymore. This is now the SEC West here, Mike Leach. So, um I don't think Mississippi State performs as well in year one under Mike Leach. For the future, I like Mississippi State. I like what they the hire, but um, not this year. Six and a half, though. You, you, you would take the under there? i take the under there. So Texas A&M, okay. Then they go yep. at Bama, at LSU, and then they play Auburn. So Bama, LSU, and Auburn three weeks in a row. Mississippi State is going to be in the ice bath for a couple days straight after taking those beatings. Yeah. That's, and that can, that can really bunk the rest of their season, you know? Okay, let's say they're three and two. Boom, three straight yeah. losses. Yeah. Not where you want to be. That's top. Oh, that, could, that could be the stretch. Bama, LSU, Auburn. I, I want to see a tougher three-game set yeah. in a season. That's tough. Uh, uh, I'm taking uh, Missouri then, November 7th, against uh, Mississippi State mm-hmm. <laughs> as a result. That, that's yeah, Missouri, Kentucky's not half bad, and then you finish off with Ole Miss, which is a rivalry game, anyways. And they were Mississippi State was six and seven last year. Do you think Mike Leach with that schedule gets them another win? I don't. Not in year one. I don't see it. Year just, two, year three, maybe. Not year one. Transfer quarterbacks. Yeah, but I don't see it. Uh, my other two teams that I had uh, were same as you guys, so I don't really want talk about them too much in Baylor and LSU. I, I did want to hit on one that Fred loved, and that's Utah. Hate Utah this year. So last year, Utah returned the most production in the country. They were the number one team in returning production. They went 11-3, and 8-1 in conference play. Lee Corso picked them to be in the playoff at the beginning of the year. Everybody thought he was absolutely nuts and crazy until it turned out that he actually kind of wasn't. And they were a win away from being in the college football playoff over Oregon, but they didn't. They got killed by Oregon and then they got killed by Texas in the Alamo Bowl. In their final two games last year, Utah was outscored 75 to 25. That, that's, uh, that's not good. Um, they are now returning uh, probably the least amount of production uh, this year. And a quarterback, Tyler Huntley, and a running back, Zach Moss, both went to the NFL. So, Fred, you, you talked about earlier, you think when a quarterback leaves, that makes it for a tough situation. Utah's quarterback is gone. They're returning just about nobody. Um, I'm sorry, but I, got, I don't think Utah's that good this year. Eight and a half is high. They could they could get eight wins. Um, I got that. Big Montana, time under. Montana State, Wyoming. Don't sleep on Wyoming now. Wyoming's not terrible. Yeah, Montana State, those Grizzlies. Why Wyoming was eight and five last year. It's at Wyoming too. It's in Laramie, so watch out. That's a oh, that's an upset special. 
I'm I'm taking Wyoming money line that week. Sorry, that's in Laramie against a bad Utah team. That's an upset special. Stop saying um, Laramie. We, we get it. You know where Wyoming plays. We get it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Utes will play anytime, anywhere. The Utes are strapped up, man. Sorry, Gilly. I know where Josh Allen went to school. My bad. He went to Laramie, Wyoming. The other team I hate, which is going to go against Gilly, Michigan. That's I don't see where Gilly's getting this idea from, but they're 124th out of 120 or 130 teams. There's only six teams that are returning less production this year than Michigan. Shea Patterson's gone, which Shea Patterson, for some reason, was a five-star quarterback coming out of high school. He never was a five-star quarterback. Oh. He, just, he just wasn't. Um, he's gone, which may be good. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones is gone. He was their, his best receiver. Sam McKeon is tight end. He's gone to the NFL. And like we talked about, Dylan McCaffrey or Joe Milton, neither one is really knocking down the door of like, this is the guy for Michigan. Um, they start with Washington on the road in Seattle. By the way, yes, Gilly, I know where the University of Washington's located too. Uh, Washington was eight and five last year, and that was considered a down year for the Huskies. And then Michigan has a tough four week stretch where they play Wisconsin, Penn State, at Michigan State, which doesn't seem big, but I mean, that is a rivalry game. Yeah, it's little brother, but still. And then at Minnesota, that's a tough four week stretch right there for Michigan. And of course, we all know they're not going to beat Ohio State, but. I got Michigan as a down year, and you said Jimbo might be on a hot seat, but I think this year Harbaugh's his seat gets real hot. Oh come on, dude! Harbaugh is like that fan base; they want a big name coaching. But like you said, if, if someone comes in the works this off season, if if someone comes up, they can replace him because you know that fan base, as well as they want the name there, they want they want a shot at a championship, which they have failed, you know, to do. They have made a playoff with him as the uh, head coach, right? Nope. No. The best they've won is like a Sugar Bowl. Or no, that was under Brady Hoke, I think. No, Citrus. So, yeah, no. Citrus Bowl they won. Citrus Bowl, that's it. It's it's one of those things, though, where it's tough, where it's like, I guess it, it depends on what you uh, – like, you're right. In terms of Michigan, they kind of expect to, to be in that national championship conversation on a yearly basis. So that's what makes it tough. But at the same time, I don't know. Harbaugh has been good for them. 10-3. and three, Ten and three, back to back years for his first two seasons. Eight and five, ten and three in twenty eighteen, and then nine and four in twenty nineteen. Like I don't know if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm not. I'm not super ticked off about that. Championship hope. That's what they have with him. That's what they think they have with him. So I mean, knocking on the door year after year, but they're always they're always in the the top ten. Which I mean, again, that could be yeah. uh, to your uh, probably either of you's points. Um, <laughs> they are. They tend to kind of get a little bit more favor in those uh, those voting <laughs> polls. And then my last one of the night, the last team to hate of the night, the University of Gus Duggerton in Tennessee. Tennessee <laughs> last year, all right. Tennessee went eight and five, and uh, five and three in the SEC in the East. They finished in third place behind Georgia and Florida. But while Tennessee had a record that looked sexy for an SEC team. If you actually kind of dig deeper, it wasn't that impressive. They had wins over – here's all the wins they had over teams, okay? Let, let me know when you hear a, a fascinating name. Chattanooga, Mississippi State, South Carolina, game. <laughs> UAP, Kentucky, Missouri, Vanderbilt, and then they beat Indiana by a point in, the, in their bowl game. 
Here's the teams now that they lost to. Georgia State. I'll just let that one sit there for a little bit. Uh, BYU. Yeah, R.J. Hunter University. BYU. uh, Taysom Hill University. Florida, which they lost 34-3, to so they got completely waxed in that game. Georgia, again, waxed 43-14 to and Bama 35-13. to Okay, but here's the thing, Gilly. Yes, yeah, you, you say that, but if your team is going to win eight games and you're supposed to be excited for them, should they play a little closer than that? They're getting blown out by those teams. And this year they're scheduled. They go to Oklahoma. They play Florida, Bama, and at Georgia. That's a tough schedule. I don't see yeah. uh, their eight win total last year. I think was kind of a hoax. I know that Jeremy Pruitt is uh, is doing a good job in recruiting, and they, they've uh, they've been able to nab some some big names. But uh, Tennessee is on my hate list, and right now Vegas has them at seven and a half, which I think is kind of fair. But I still I got them under. I don't see them winning eight games again this year. Well, look at their schedule, right? Because the, te- the games are going to win. They're going to win easy, right? At um, home versus Charlotte, home versus Furman, um, home versus Troy. But then they got those tough, tough games where it's like you're beating horrible teams. So when you go to play those tough teams, it's not going to look good. Uh, Oklahoma, Florida, South Carolina, Georgia. Um, Bama. You know, yeah, yeah, Bama. To their credit, they're, they're, it's um, kind of broken up nicely. That's what uh, one thing I would say yeah. about their schedule. It's so up and down, though. You're playing the worst teams and the best teams. It's like, that's true. Not- Better than going like four in a row like we saw with a couple other teams. Though. Well, yeah, that I mean? could but, derail your season pretty quickly. But, I, I mean, yeah, you look at, okay, Charlotte's a win. Furman's a win. Missouri, we'll give it to them. That's three. South Carolina, I don't know. I, they're tough. Will Muschamp sucks, but – South Carolina is just the definition of mediocre. Arkansas sucks. There's four. Kentucky, that's another tough one because they're actually good under Stoops. Troy's five. Vandy's six. So, I mean, you might get seven with South Carolina, Missouri, and Kentucky, but I feel like they're also going to lose at least one of those three games. And I don't see them pulling off an upset over a Bama, a Georgia, a Florida, or Oklahoma. All right, you talked me into that one. I like yeah. I like the under there at seven and a half. That does seem like too yeah. Much. I'm not I'm not on Tennessee. So um, no, but that does it for our, our love hate uh, here this week. Uh, well, that was a that was a great discussion, guys. Actually, I think we, we're not even going to have time to do guess that fight song or, or, or from. We'll have to we'll have to get to that one next week. So um, I wouldn't have known the fight songs anyway. Probably good thing we skipped that. But yeah, no, great stuff all on the board. Good to put to, uh, opinions together, both on you know. Yep. I'll- Liking Michigan, you know, Gilly liking Michigan. Um, <laughs> Michigan sucks. Oh, please. We hammered out some good points tonight. Michigan sucks. Kansas is not as bad as we think, but University of New Hampshire <laughs> certainly is. I might go. I wish that game was in New Hampshire. I'd drive up and sit there. And- <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be no one cheering louder against the unit. They're going to be like, you're a big New Hampshire fan. No, I just hate Kansas. <laughs> I hate Kansas football. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be tuned into that game now. You just watch. Everyone say a prayer that uh, COVID-19 doesn't derail our, our beloved football Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I'll have to mention that because I think they'll event- – uh, college mm, scares me because they're not being funded. You know, the players aren't being compensated. They're still, you know, kind of a regular person in a sense. But pros, they can, they can, they can you know, 
really risks the biscuit. So, um, yeah. I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited to see what goes on. Um, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. You know, yeah. the reality versus like not wanting to admit it versus hoping. It's all just in one big clash in, a, in an intersection. Yep. No. And uh, let's hope we have college football back. Because, like I said, there's more to it than just Saturdays being enjoyed. There's other college sports programs like basketball and uh, golf, field hockey, lacrosse, uh, hockey, uh, baseball, softball. All those are up in the air without football. So um, there's a lot at stake. You mentioned college golf is like the second. <laughs> is that hey, your, it exists. Your college sport rankings? Football, golf. It's just like. <laughs> so, thank you for, for joining us here tonight. You want to give the people another shout out where they can find you on Twitter and uh, uh, what days you write on Couch Guy Sports? For sure. So once again, thank you, Connor and Gilly, for having me on. Always a pleasure to, you know, catch up with the boys, give some information about college football, hoping there's, you know, a season. You can find me on Twitter at FOB Sports NFL. Once again, at FOB Sports NFL. I post for Couch Guy Sports NFL focused topics Thursday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Once in a while, I'll get a double dip and post two articles in one week. Um, if, you know, obviously my job and all those things allow me to. So, um, once again, pleasure to have taking the time with you, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. FOB Sports NFL. If you want to stay up to date with news, articles, opinions, uh, that's where you can find me as well as fantasy football advice once we get rolling here in probably, you know, just under two and a half months. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Thanks again for it. I'll have to have you on. Gilly, any final thoughts? No, I'm, a, I'm excited to uh, to possibly have uh, Fred back on soon too, if, if he will, especially as uh, some of these uh, these weekly lines come out and uh, maybe we'll do some, uh, some gambling and wager uh, talk as yeah. well once we get a little bit closer. I'm Connor Ryan. He's Mike Gilligan. The other one's Fred O'Brien. My final thoughts here tonight. Fuck Texas. Fuck Michigan. Go Kansas. And thanks again, Bushlight. Shout out to you. Thanks, everybody. See you next week.